This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. In 32 days, my wife and I will celebrate 10 years of marriage. And it's one of those things where it's both surprising and very unsurprising. It feels like those 10 years have been very short, and yet it feels like they've been very long as well. And I count myself very blessed to have a spouse that has stuck by me for 10 years. And I'm very thankful that I have stuck by my wife for those nearly 10 years as well. It seems to be a rare thing these days for couples to stay together. And it's even more rare, I think, for couples to be staying together for the right reasons because they are happy, they do love each other, um, and they want to be with each other. But we've had our share of struggles. A lot of struggles, actually. Um, A huge thing was having kids. Early on, I didn't want to have children uh, right away. I wanted to have kids, but not right away. And my wife was a little more gung-ho about it, but she was very patient with me, and so we waited several years before we started trying. And then, when we started trying, we were surprised by not getting pregnant, not having any success. So we had to struggle with infertility. Um, You know, we didn't know, obviously, where the problem was, what the problem was. Was there something wrong with me, with her, with both of us? Add on top of this that, you know, I have a genetic condition that I can then pass on to our kids. So there was a lot of anxiety there for me as well that I thought, okay, is this kind of the universe's way of saying we shouldn't have kids, right? So there was a lot going on psychologically. Uh, My wife went to one doctor and he basically said, okay, yeah, this is the problem. Just with a sit-down consultation, he didn't run any tests, he didn't do anything. He said, this is the problem, take this medication. And my wife came home and neither one of us felt good about that interaction. You know, this is the problem, take this medication. It felt very dismissive. He hadn't run any tests. She didn't feel like he really listened to her and got to, you know, know possibly what the issue was. So we decided not to start that medication, but to seek, you know, other opinions. And so my wife went in to have some additional testing done and we were planning for me to go in and have some testing as well. Um, But it turned out there were some issues there um, for my wife and we didn't know exactly what that meant. The doctor didn't know what that meant. There was something going on uh, with one of her ovaries. And so then all of a sudden we're confronted with maybe we can't have kids at all, right? So uh, long story short, she ended up having a procedure uh, and we got pregnant a month later. (laughs) So... That was then also kind of a shock to the system, but a a very awesome thing because we finally saw for the first time ever, oh, we actually can get pregnant, right? We can conceive potentially, or we can conceive, but, you know, hopefully we can give birth to a kid. And uh, the first pregnancy ended with a miscarriage uh, very early on, but that was heartbreaking, of course. And then we got pregnant again and we had our son, Nathan, uh, who came just a couple of days late, but of course, right on time. So, uh, we had another miscarriage after that, and, um, and then my wife got pregnant again, and is pregnant now, and we're expecting another, uh, in February of next year. So we had, you know, 
these issues with kids trying to get pregnant, right? Um, trying to stay pregnant. Um, some challenges there. We also had challenges because I went into um, a very dark place in my early to mid 20s. I didn't know what was going on in life. I mean, I was struggling with anxiety and panic attacks and basically having a meltdown internally, but trying to hold it all together, right? I didn't want to melt down for my wife's sake. And, uh, and so for my family, I wanted to try and hold things together, but ultimately it led me to a place where I just wasn't sure if God was there or not. And this was a huge deal because my wife and I both were raised in religious, Protestant, predominantly Baptist churches, although I think my wife maybe was a bit more non-denominational and more on the charismatic side. And I was raised a little more on the evangelical, leaning toward, you know, fundamentalist uh, Baptist side of things. And I was serving as an associate pastor at the time, so my identity was really wrapped up in what I believed about God and what I believed um, about the universe and life and, and, fr and from a spiritual or religious standpoint. So here I am, I'm, you know, serving in a church and I'm looking at possibly leaving the Christian church, which of course means losing my livelihood. Um, my trajectory had been Christian ministry, and it had been Christian ministry for about uh, seven years at that point, since my, my uh, mid-teenage years. So that had been my career trajectory, and, and not just that, but my calling and my path in life for, you know, approaching a decade. I had gone to or was going to Christian colleges to earn my degree, taking Bible classes, and, and had been looking at going ahead towards seminary. And now, all of a sudden, I'm having extreme doubts about my faith and uh, about God's very existence, right? About pretty much everything I've been told. So that is incredibly stressful, and I just have to say, the fact that my wife stuck with me through those struggles and challenges is absolutely amazing to me. And it shows me the woman that she is. And I don't really think she listens to these podcasts. I don't know. Maybe she does. And I don't know it. I don't think she really listens to these podcasts, but I just can't tell the world enough how much I admire and respect and love my wife for sticking with me through something that was incredibly difficult, incredibly painful, and incredibly dark. We had some very scary times where I literally felt like I was losing touch with reality. It was scary, um, very scary. But through all of that, we came out um, uh, of, of all of this and basically just had a conversation just prior to getting pregnant. I said, you know, hey, look, this is where I'm at. This is where we're at. And I said, I just have to be honest, you know, we don't have any kids yet. So we don't have that sort of holding us together. If you want to leave, and I'm not saying you do, but I'm just saying that if you want to leave this relationship, now would be a convenient time in terms of circumstances. And so 
I said, look, this is where I'm at. I don't know if God exists. I don't know that I'll ever know. I don't think that the Christian faith is is going to be a part of my identity moving forward, but I don't know. You never know what the future holds. Um, and so, you know, I just said, look, if you want to leave, you know, think about it. Obviously, I will not judge you. I will not be upset. We will split amicably and, uh, you know, and, and go our different ways before we entangle kids in this whole situation. And so after having that conversation, we both came back and we said, you know, I said to her, my heart is, I want to be with you. I want to love you, to serve you, to live life with you. That's what I want. And she said, well, I want all of those things for you as well. I want to be with you also, no matter what. I don't care if you're not a Christian. I don't care, you know, what struggles or challenges we face. I want to be with you to love you and to live life with you. I can't imagine doing this stuff with anybody else. So we came to a new place in our relationship where it was completely based on a desire to love and serve each other. And I see so many marriages and just so many relationships in general where it's just it's just a, a strange version of you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. You know, you pull your weight and I'll pull mine as if, as if you're working together, as if you're colleagues, you know, as if there's these professional responsibilities to the marriage relationship. And there are all these expectations as well. And my wife and I are very blessed that our our mentors in, in marriage, they talk to us about expectations because of the hell that they had gone through having to deal with them. That when we place expectations on people like you're supposed to do the dishes, you're supposed to go out and be the breadwinner, you're supposed to change all the diapers, whatever the case may be, you know, you're supposed to have dinner ready when I come home. It's supposed to be on the table and hot. And, you know, you're you're supposed to mow the lawn, right? You're supposed to hang up your towel. All of these things are expectations. And when we place those on each other, it hinders our ability to just bless one another. When you live life with another human, and it's not based on what you need. You don't have to have them. You have to have someone loving you. You have to have someone to take care of the house and the bills. You have to have this and that. It literally just becomes, hey, fellow human, I wanna live life with you. I wanna be here with you. I wanna go through the good and the bad with you. I wanna be there to hold your hair back when you're throwing up in the toilet. <laughs> Not that I want that for us, but I wanna be the one that's there. I wanna be the one doing that. And I wanna be there celebrating the victories and the joys and the wonderful things of life as well. When your marriage becomes that, there's tremendous, tremendous freedom. Now, I don't know what the future holds, you know, for my wife and I, and nobody does, right? I mean, you can try to read the signs, you can try to divine the future, but none of us really knows what the future holds. All I know for now is that I've had almost 10 years with this wonderful, beautiful, incredible woman, and I'm so glad that we're doing life together. And I, I hope 
that we have many, many more decades together. Because I think a lot of people in this generation are missing out on the blessing that it is. When you do it right, the blessing that it is to commit to somebody and to live your life with somebody for an extended period. When you're constantly hopping from one or two or three year relationship to one or two or three year relationship, right? These little short uh, relationships. When you're constantly hopping around six months or a year or two at a time, you don't get to develop the kind of depth that um, I feel I have with, with my wife. I remember watching an old episode of Home Improvement, which was one of my favorite shows growing up as a kid, and uh, Wilson was always spouting, you know, uh, this amazing uh, advice. And I remember he said something like this. He said it was like a Chinese proverb or something. I don't know if that's true. But he he said something um, to the effect of, um, you know, any, uh, what did he say? He, it, it, it takes a man or, or you know, any boy um, can satisfy a different woman every night. Uh, something like it takes a true man or a real man to satisfy the same woman every night, right? And so, you know, any guy uh, with genitalia can go out trying to conquer, you know, the, the, the field, right? Playing the game, right? And trying to bed a different woman every night. But there's something unique and different about living your life with the same person getting to know them and learning not just how to please them, but how to bless them day after day after day after day. And even when you have a really, really bad day, coming back to that relationship and trying again, you know? I mean, football is kicking off. Gosh, I love football, you guys. Where's my phone? <laughs> Abrupt change of topic. Football is kicking off here in like 30, 39 minutes. Math is hard. And let me tell you, you know, I respect the running backs out there that don't become discouraged because look, you're going to get the rock. You're going to get the ball sometimes and you're going to get stopped short of the line of scrimmage. You're going to get tackled for a loss. It's going to happen. But you have to come back, right? And get the ball again and take another shot relationships suck sometimes you have to be okay with that my wife and i have gone through some really really rough times but there's something about going through those rough times together that makes the pleasant times have an additional sort of sweetness that you just cannot get you cannot get without all of the pressure and the stress that had to be endured. If you want to make a diamond, it takes pressure and it takes time. If you want to make your marriage as beautiful as a diamond, right? That's what we put on the on the rings, right, guys? When we give uh, a girl a ring, you know, 99 times out of 100, it has a diamond on there. Okay, I couldn't afford a huge diamond. I wanted to buy this huge... Oh, I just dropped my... I was holding my wedding ring. I just dropped it. Hold on. So glad you're staying with me today. I wanted to get this huge rock for my wife because I thought that's what you're supposed to do. And uh, I couldn't afford that at all. So uh, the wedding ring I ended up getting for, it's about a third of a carat. The diamond in the center is about a third of a carat. And then it has uh, two sapphires on the side. 
And it turned out she liked that better than having a huge diamond because I underestimated how dainty my wife's fingers are, right? But, you know, we give a diamond on that engagement ring. Do we really understand what that diamond means? It takes time and there's gonna be pressure. It's not going to be fun. We are missing, I think, this generation. We have lost our grit. We have lost our ability to say, yes, that day sucked. Now let's move forward. Let's, ha let's have another day. Let's not just call this relationship quits because we've had a bad day, week, month, or year. Let's continue working together. And, and I think this is a key as well. You know, some people of my generation, they think, well, we've seen people who have stayed together in bad marriages and we don't want to do that i'm not telling you to stay in a bad marriage okay if you're suffering you know physical mental verbal or sexual abuse abuse of any kind you need to get out and at least distance yourself from that person so they can't hurt you anymore it's then your decision if you want to pursue divorce or not okay you certainly need to take care of yourself and get out of that bad situation those are extreme situations i'm not talking about that I'm talking about the discontent that is following around millennials like a dark cloud where like people are just wanting to hop out of a relationship because it kind of stinks for a while. Okay. Look, man, you're going to have bad days. Have you ever looked at the stock market? Okay. The stock market never moves up, 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 up. But you know what? The stock market also never moves down, 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 down. What always happens with the stock market? When it rises, it falls. When it falls, it rises. Your marriage is going to be the same way or any long-term relationship. Look, if you don't like marriage, you don't want to get married, but you want some sort of commitment to the person that you love, great, do that. But just be aware that it's not going to be up, up, up all the time. But when things are bad, it's not, it doesn't have to be just down, 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 down. That's where a lot of people, I think, give up. But I'm here to tell you for whatever it's worth, after almost 10 years of marriage, if you stick with somebody that you love, that you want to love, um, it, it's, it's an incredible relationship. It's a wonderful, wonderful relationship. And there's, there is nothing like it. I think this is important though. I heard this prior to getting married and I'm so glad that I did. So maybe there's somebody out there, maybe you've had a broken relationship, a divorce. Maybe you're thinking about getting back into a serious relationship or maybe you're looking for that first serious committed relationship. I don't know, but just take this advice. See if it helps you find the person that you want to love for the rest of your life, not the person you want to love you for the rest of your life. You hear what I'm saying? Find the person that you want to love because that's all you can control we can't control whether somebody is going to love us for a lifetime but we can certainly certainly find someone and commit to loving them for the rest of our lives that's what my wife and i committed to each other after we had that really difficult conversation i said you're the person you're the one that i want you are the one i wanna <laughs> you're the one that i want okay uh, you're the one that I want to love and that I want to love for the rest of my life. Hmm. I hope today's message is helpful to you because 
I'm all about helping you live your next level life and relationships are a big part of that and romantic relationships are obviously not something we talk about super frequently here on the Dude Fuel podcast, but it's totally a part of life and it's an important part of life and something that many, many people are searching for. Maybe some people think they found or they're hoping they found. And so I hope this message has been something of an inspiration to you. Um, marriage can be wonderful. It's, uh, it's not for everyone. Uh, it's not the way it has to be. But you can have a wonderful, free, um, uh, blessed marriage when you get rid of the expectations when you get rid of you know you scratch my back i'll scratch yours and all of that you can have a wonderfully incredible relationship with another human being and i'm here to say i don't think there's anything quite like it so it's a very unique and a and a very in and of itself a very blessed um, sort of arrangement i think it just needs to be uh, done right so i hope there was some information in here that maybe was helpful and insightful for you. As always, you know this podcast is dedicated to you and your success in every way and in every area of your life. If you have not yet subscribed right here to the Dude Fuel podcast, I hope you'll do that today. I'm Cody Ray Miller. I thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow.